see me, they know that every day when I'm breathing, it's, it's, it's for us to go farther, you know? Every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That ain't that what we're supposed to do. It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. And that's our job is to spark somebody else watching us. We, we might not be the ones, but let's not be selfish. And because we're not going to change the world, let's not talk about how we should change it. I don't know how to change it, but I know if I keep talking about how dirty it is out here, somebody going to clean it up. And now he's been promoted. His job, principal. All right. Good evening, everyone. This is Uche and Joku, Sneaker Principal, and welcome to the Sneaker Principal podcast. Um, this evening has been a little, it's been a little, uh, has been a little bit <laughs> staccato. I was trying to get multiple things done. Those of you who are watching me on TikTok were like, okay, what is he doing? I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, uh, a good way for me to fill the time in that TikTok space by, by going live there. But also, um, you got to see me create content from my other channel and then prepare to come into the space. It's a lot of work. It's, it is a lot of work doing a podcast, but nonetheless, I am happy that you're here. Thank you for being here this evening. Um, and, uh, I'm really praying that you guys are not mad at me for, for my title of, of this, uh, of this, uh, podcast becoming a millionaire teacher. Um, I know it's kind of cl- uh, clickbait-tish, but tr- just ride with me on this. This is going to be a very short episode, but um, hopefully it'll be short, but there's no guarantee. I've been averaging like 40 minutes each time I, I've been on the mic for the past couple of days. But um, however, let me go ahead and tell you what I mean by this whole notion of becoming a teacher millionaire. I am a teacher. I am an educator. Yes, my present position right now is a school principal, but nonetheless, there's this ongoing um, topic of conversation when it comes to teachers, as usually has to do with the l- low pay, you know, for the amount of hours we put in as educators. And um, it's, 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 it's been there since before I became a teacher. It will be here probably after. Um, I remember when I accepted the position, uh, or at least Betty, I remember when I informed my parents that I'll be moving to New York from Los Angeles to pursue a teaching um, opportunity. It wasn't even a career yet. It was just a teaching opportunity. Um, I remember my father saying, uh, <laughs> in not su- not such a gracious way, he kind of like pointed fingers at me and was like, you know, see what I'm, see what I'm saying? You know, you are, you're not a forward-thinking human being. Um, the whole notion of, of poverty was thrown in there. Like, you know, teachers are poor and you want to be poor for the rest of your life. That was pretty much the, the sentiment there. Um, and uh, I took the job. I went on and did that. Even at the face of my uncle bribing me to stay, I think he offered me like ten thousand dollars to stay and go into business with him. I'm happy I did not do that for many reasons. But um, nonetheless, that was 16 years ago, 2005. Here, here I am now, 2021. I've been a uh, principal uh, for this is my sixth year. I was assistant principal for even longer than that, and then I was a dean for um for um for the beginning of my career. So in these spaces I've been entrenched in education and no matter where you go, you hear the same thing. People ask you what you do, you tell them you're an educator, 
and you get more specific public school educator. You get the God bless your heart. Oh my God, you're a saint. I can do what you do. And plus, you guys don't get paid enough. This is the ongoing thing, right? So I think this has left a, um, that whole notion has left a, how do I put this? A, um, a stigma, a chip on the shoulders of teachers where we feel like we got to do more. We got to have side hustles. If you go on YouTube and type in, you type in the, uh, the, uh, you do a search for teachers and side hustles. Oh my goodness. The number of videos that pop up is insane. But since I get it though, because I know many teachers who have so many side hustles, you know, especially today now with Uber and, and, um, Grubhub. And I, I've known teachers. I've worked with, I've worked even my younger days. I worked, um, when, when Kinko's, Kinko's was around. I think that's FedEx copies now. I remember there was a, there was a teacher, history teacher who worked at the, um, at the Kinko's that I worked at in Rochester, New York. I just thought to myself, Oh my goodness, he's a teacher. Why is he here? Because, because you know, you don't ever imagine teachers being able to do anything else outside of just being teachers. So it's very true that teachers, take on many side hustles just to be able to maintain their um their livelihood. But over the course of the pandemic, um, you know, I think I've zeroed I've zeroed in even even more so on what is it that teachers do and why is it not being appreciated and why don't we appreciate our skill sets. Um and I think what did it for me, especially when teachers weren't being readily recognized, at least here in New York City, as um as uh uh emergency workers, you know, um that kind of bothered me because I felt like even though yeah, teachers were not on the front line, front line, but we do know we're in the front line because those teachers who are working with children in the different centers, teachers who are going to the classrooms, teachers who've passed away as a cause as a reason for as a result of of, of the pandemic, all of these things are real. You know, and um, it just made me think, like, you know, what do teachers do now that there's been such a huge outflux, not even an influx, an outflux of educators who've opted to just walk away from the profession? What do they go to? You know, and I noticed a lot of them are going into, like, completely different careers, you know, and those who are staying in it, I'm asking, I'm wondering myself, I'm asking myself consistently, what are you doing to to expand yourself financially? What are you doing to make sure that you are good and your family is good? Just in case the, t- the, the, the moment comes when you decide to walk away. So um, I'm going to share with you some, um, and I, I thought I had in my mind. And this thought that I had in my mind came from the fact that, that I've noticed a shift in our educational system. I think we've all noticed this shift. And this shift has to do with the merger of social media and technology with the classroom. We now know that we can't just, we don't have to only teach in the classroom anymore, that this virtual space is, is a space that's no longer a mystery or, you know, it's been demystified. So, um, but I also do know that the problems that we face in education is still there. There's a huge gap um, in skills, you know, for a lot of children. There's a whole, there's a huge gap in ability and even content knowledge. And I'm not just talking, and, and outside of, actually, outside of just that, you know, people might just might be thinking, okay, we're talking about how do we, you know, provide more supports and, and tutoring and things of that nature. 
and remediation. I'm not even talking about that. Also in, in, in the space of, of engagement, there's such low engagement happening in classrooms now across the country. And, um, and, and it's, that's part of my, my big focus in my school. How do we engage? How do we engage? How do we engage? How do we create more, um, courses and course content that merges different spaces and is culturally responsive and also has kids seeing the world in a more practical way than just what's in the textbooks. But as I was thinking about this, it made me think about this one thing. Parents are not just only looking for tutors and people to help their kids, you know, with homework and get better at the content. There's also a huge need for enrichment and, and engagement and supplementation and creating spaces for kids to really think. And uh, I remember years ago, I used to teach, um, I used to run and teach Saturday schools at my, at, um, and actually like two or three of the schools I've worked at. And remembered, I remembered how much the kids got out of it. And these were very, very structured program based, um, um, Saturday programs. But however, I'm wondering what would happen if kids who had access to truly enrichment based courses, project-based courses, courses that allow them to really apply their, you know, their own personal learning styles, push them to really think outside of the box and not a traditional classroom textbook. We got to cover these contents because, because the state requires it for the state test, but just being in the space for learning for the sake of learning. And I would offer this idea because I'm starting to see it more often Teachers who are opting to use their social media presence to let people know in the extended networks that I teach and I'm offering classes on Saturdays or after school where kids just coming on remotely. There's a nominal fee and we have class and the classes we have are around the arts. They're around science. They're around uh, social studies and humanities, all these different spaces and they're interdisciplinary and they're fun. We're, taking the skills that you're getting from school and we're applying to these spaces. And we're not talking about, these are not tutoring spaces. These are not remediation spaces, but these are spaces where, you know, you can actually have an extended an extension of your teaching happen in a space that it's really, uh, it's really on your, um, on your own accord. Now, why is this a million dollar idea? Because I really believe that we're missing the fact that there's a, such a great need around the country, even around the world, that a teacher can easily have 15 kids show up. Let's say, uh, let's say a nominal fee of, of $20 a kid who shows, let's say every class session, a kid shows up, let's say you just do Saturday school. I know and we're talking about um, um, what, for the sake of argument, four uh, weekends a month. And a kid, a family can pay $80, $20 for each of those days. And you have, 20 kids in that classroom. That would mean every Saturday for that one class session, you're looking at $400. If you do two or three sessions, you can not, now you're looking at $800 or potentially $1,200 for just doing what you already do. And you're just doing it virtually from your home. And kids are coming in, they have assignments. This, the point is not to overwhelm them with work because they still have to go to their regular schools, but creating a space for them to really blossom in a non-traditional space. And if you do it well enough, you might have kids from around the world, around the country, who are now becoming friends with each other and engaging each other in this space. And depending where you are in your locality, that 
$20 fee can be $50, $100, $200, $200 per session. Because depending where you're going around the country and depending on, and on, on what you're offering, people will pay for this. I think it's very interesting, you know, and again, there's, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm going to say it. There's, there's nothing wrong with equating education, public education and money in the same, you know, to each other. Because at the end of the day, you know, a lot of our parents are, are going to these multi billion dollar, not billion, but million dollar companies and getting their tutoring services and their test prep programs. But at the same time, our kids are not faring any better. So what happens if you took a page out of from the past? Because back in the day, that's what used to happen. You know, we had a lot of community, a lot of community schools that, you know, went above and beyond the core content of of the traditional school setting and said, "Hey, let's add th- these things in, into our t- kids' learning," and our kids did better. So, I think this is I think this is something that can that could be a thing. You know, and for those of you who are arguing like, well, that's not realistic. Um, could we talk about um, learning pods? Could we talk about micro schools? These are things, you know, Google it. Go on YouTube and just type in learning pods. And you see across the country, all these um, communities and families that said, we're going to pull our resources together and bring, you know, non-traditional schooling into our homes, into our, our spaces, so our kids can be better. And same thing with micro schools. They're deconstructing the traditional school model. You know, I am a proponent of the traditional school space. You know, I think it's very important, but I also think it needs to be reformed. And that's what I am constantly doing in my spaces that I work in is trying to find ways to mm, just twist things to make it more applicable and more palatable to my students, the families and teachers so we can do great work, you know, but at the same time, there's only but so much you can do with sometimes up to 30 kids in your classroom. You know, and with uh, with a very limited day, you know, a very rigid limited day. So again, this is an idea that that is in my mind, and I want to share it out there. And again, and um, and I and if guys, just I'm telling, just Google it. Just look, go and look up learning pods, micro um, uh, micro schools. It's a movement that's happened around this country, and this movement, I think, can should 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 be explored. So we can see how we can actually apply it in our communities as well. And specifically the black and brown communities, you know, because, and, and, and this is not just for teachers, but the other thing too, I'm going to say is this, I've come across in my research, a lot of people who are not teachers who are moving into these spaces and, and doing really well and making an impact in kids' lives. Because for some reason we have this assumption that the only, that the best teachers are certified teachers. And that's not necessarily true. You know, but if you're a certified teacher, you have skill sets and experience and abilities that that makes your teaching more of a superpower than just you know I just the random person who 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 decides to you know try to teach something. You know, we do have specific trainings and understandings and and about around the art and science of teaching that makes what we do so much better. In many cases, there's some cases where. No matter no matter how much education you get, it can go to Harvard, and you're still gonna suck as a teacher. It's facts. But however, the typical teacher who's well trained has put the hours and time in 
has skill sets and has understanding of how to engage students. And, um, and I think that there's a, excuse me, there's a great opportunity here for us to really expand ourselves across the country and even across the globe as educators, if we're willing to put the work in and also willing to take the risk of saying, Hey, what happens if I extend what I do in the classroom and make that not just a side hustle, but extension of who I am as an educator, as a teacher. When people ask me what I do, I tell them I am a teacher, you know, and if they want to explore more, I tell them my present position is school principal, but at the core of who I am, I am a teacher. And, and I think that's, that's, that's something that should not just be relegated to the, to the school building. It's something that can, that, that every teacher should be able to and willing to and allowed to spread their wings to actually, you know, extend their work outside of uh, the building. Kind of like uh, Doctors Without Borders, Teachers Without Walls. You know, you know what I'm saying? All right, guys. I've gone longer than I want to, um, but I'm still doing better than I did <laughs> the past couple of nights. So um, with that being said, this is Uche and Joku. Thank you so much for your time and for your patience and for your ears. And um, have an amazing night, and I'll talk to you guys soon, all right? Peace. Oh, yeah, before I jump out of here, please subscribe, like, share, all that good stuff. Because um, let's get this algorithm pushing this content out there so that um, we could grow this channel. You know, almost at 1,500 subscribers, trying to see if I can get to 2,000 to 2, before this um, summer. I think it's very possible. But if you share my my content and you like it, it's 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 going to happen. And I appreciate you all that, um, that are always here. All right. So with that being said, again, have a good night. Be well. And I'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Peace. And now he's been promoted. His job, principal. <laughs>